The Coach T Show and the Coach T NBA Show is presented by Turner Sports Training, T-S-T. Oh, yeah, because it's the same port, too. No, wait. It is. Oh, yeah, you don't, you don't have the wireless. No, I got to upgrade, baby. You got you to upgrade, man. It's 2022. I Look know. at Zay with the clean cut. I'm cheap, bro. I got a clean cut, too. Bro, you're cheap. Look at me. I want you. To, I'm gonna tell you about cheap. You see, right now I got one earpiece in. Fam, I've had one, and this is the AirPod Generation One. I've had one AirPod for two years now. No, three years now. <laughs> People think I just rock one side. No, I only have one side, dog. <laughs> and literally, a replacement is like fifty bucks now, and I still haven't done it. Pathetic. Hey, hey, team dinner tomorrow. Team For dinner real? tomorrow. Yes. Ooh, tomorrow. what we have it? I won't be there. I got a game. Ooh, ooh, that sucks. Mm. Well, rough. more for us. <laughs> That's rough, man. Hey, coach, coach Brown was texting me earlier. He he was like, "Hey, we still got team dinner on the schedule." I was like, "Let me confirm and let me make sure." So, you know, I texted, you know, our team moms and stuff, mm -hmm. make sure we got under wraps, and. uh he was like, it's not a big deal if we don't have it. I said, whoa. Yeah, slow that's down, a, big fella. That's a free meal for me, man. Yeah, That's son. a free meal. That's a big deal. <laughs> I'm going to make sure. Go, go, go. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Hey. You know what time it is. Yeah. You know what time it is. Some people are probably like, what time is it? You know what time it is. It's showtime. All right. Let's get it on. Get get it on the flow. 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 Let's get it, man. I got number smiles on my face. And guess what? BG got a smile on his face. Zay got a smile on his face. Because you know what? It's the Coach T NBA show with BG and Zay. We bring in a gang of energy tonight. Like it's game seven. I told y'all last week, man. I felt like last episode, we were about, we were a little under par, man. We were about a C plus. If I had to give us a grade. We got to be an A plus tonight, man. Game seven tonight, man. How y'all boys feeling, man? Talk to me. Talk to the people as well. I mean, I'm feeling good, man. <laughs> you feeling good? <laughs> it's, been, it's been a great weekend, man. It just uh, beautiful. We had a we had a nice little week of school, a couple snow days here and there, so it wasn't a full week. Um, but I spent the weekend just refreshing, trying to you know, trying to get right. We had Saturday off of practice, um, so trying to come into the new week refreshed, rejuvenated, and. Uh, Definitely let loose a little bit this weekend. Uh-huh. So I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go. This is, what, week four for us for the show. Man, my picks have been disappointing me. That's another thing, man. Zay been hot, hot as fish Zay grease, man. Hot, man. You know, <laughs> I, I, I pick Luca, he loses. I, I don't pick Luca. He has a triple-double. Two in a row. You know what? I just don't. I don't get it, man. I need to call these dudes up before I make picks. <laughs> I'm telling you, they listening anyway, so, so, so just know that. Keep talking, man. They, they listening. Zay, how you feeling, big dog? Hey, I and I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. As you mentioned, you know, uh, real hot on the picks. And, and I, I look to keep it rolling this week, honestly. You know, everything going well, uh, breathing, being able to smile, you know, another week in the books. And we, we about to hit it running. Y'all about to hit it running. And like I said, man, we got to come with a bunch of energy, man. We got some great topics tonight. We will start with our, our best of. 
then we'll go into a little bit of trade talks, potential trade talks, one in particular, because uh, we, we we went full force last week with the trade machine. But there's one player out there, his name begins with a J, his, his last name begins with a H, uh, his last name rhymes with Barden. That makes sense to y'all. Uh, I don't know. He he seems a little frustrated in uh, in, in his locale and his location. So we're gonna talk about him and his team, and maybe they are parting ways soon. Let's see. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, some teams that may be in panic mode with uh, the second half of the year rolling around. All star break is here. Some teams need to step it up. Either I don't curse, but they either need to poop or get off the pot. So uh, I think some teams are gonna be in panic mode if they don't get that rolling. And then we're gonna talk about the all star snubs. You guys know we're going to have our major, major all-star mega cast next week because that's coming up. But uh, in terms of the all-star snub, there were a couple casts where I was really surprised. And I know BG and Zay, they were really surprised too. These guys did not make the all-star teams. And then we're going to talk about the best games of uh, week 17, which is this week. We are already in the 17th week of the NBA, man. And we're only halfway through it. So it's a beautiful thing. So let's get rolling, fellas. You guys ready? Yes, sir. Let's get it. Okay. So going with the best of, um, who would like to begin? I think last week we began with BG. So Zay, you fresh off the cat nap because they just told me to took a nice little nap. You fresh off the nap, man. So I think you should start this. Spark us, man. Get us get us get us rolling with a nice little run right now. Spark the team right now. Let's get going. Yep, yep, yep. So best of. So we'll start off in the Eastern Conference. I think uh, we'll start off with teams, actually. So best mm. of the week, I'm going to have to give it to the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference. Uh, th- today, actually, they secured the first spot in the East over the Chicago Bulls. Um, hats off to Eric Spolstra. He'll be representing the East in the All-Star Game. Uh, and in general, they've been playing well relatively of late. Coming up, uh, you know, just balling, balling. They're nine and two in their division, eighteen and six impressively at home. Uh, coming up to the break on a two-game win streak, and six and four in their last ten. So, you know, right now I think they're starting. They're one of those teams that's piecing pieces together, and. It's pretty cool to see because a lot of people might forget two years ago they were the runner-ups in the NBA, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's something that's you know people are like I nothing to like, sneeze oh, at, nothing yeah, to sneeze at. A lot at, of people sure. they might forget about like hey, I was thinking about that conversation today. They said, well, name the last off the top of your head without looking up, you know, uh, looking it up on the internet. Like name the last five runner-ups mm-hmm. right, from any major sport. And a lot of people can't do it. So no. that's up to them. They're getting it done right now. Um, for the Western Conference, uh, I'm going with the Golden State Warriors. They won, they've won eight in a row. Uh, got, you know, coming to a halt at the All-Star break. Really chasing after the Suns. And I mean, eventually, there's going to be a neck-and-neck battle in the West. But mm-hmm. uh, I, even outside of them, you know, the West, is, yeah, they, they, they pushing the limit on teams that could really be contenders and um 40 and 13 they're they've won they're nine and one in their last 10 an impressive 25 and four record at home and uh they're also eight and one in their division as well so they're getting it done uh mm-hmm. all-star break 
you know, that's really the the turning point for a lot of teams. And I feel like this team with Klay Thompson, uh, you know, getting his groove back slowly but surely, they they gonna that get old the thing practice. back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. That man, some good teams there. BG, what you got, man? Keep the keep the run rolling, man. Hit a couple trade trade balls for us. No, you know what? I'm glad he went with those teams. They're balling out. They really are. But the reason why I'm glad is because because uh, I, I those aren't the teams I'm going with. You know exactly. <laughs> it was it, it was tough this week, but um in the East I'm gonna go with the Toronto Raptors. No, Raptors. My, That's my, my team too. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm a big. I'm a. Uh, yeah. Drake, so we on the same page. To me, Drake is 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 the top guy in the game right now. He's been uh-huh. around the game for about ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, Drake. You know, Drake is. Um, you know, he's a Raptors fan. He's from he's from Canada. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Raptors, man. They've been balling. They've been they balling. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, he gets an All Star nod, um, but they've won. What is it? Five straight games. They beat the yep. Heat. The Hawks, they beat the Heat again, and the Bulls, and the Hawks again. So that's that's five wins against some quality teams. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really balling right now. So they're they're they you know they don't have all their guys, but Siakam, uh, Fred VanVleet, they just have a winning culture. They just don't have the All Star. Yeah. No. Van Fleet is an all-star. They don't have yeah, the, they don't have that superstar uh, level superstar player. caliber right. player to take them that over. Kawhi, the Kawhi, like they had a couple. Yeah, years. I don't think they'll do damage in the playoffs, but I think they'll be a, a a great playoff team. They'll give somebody a run for their money, make make a great um, playoff series. Okay, so the West, the West is tough, man. I mean, in the West, if you look at the standings in the West, I think the top six teams in the West all have like a three-game winning streak or more. Mm. So I had to kind of dig a little deeper. I think Zay might have picked these guys last week, or you might have picked these guys last week. But I'm going to go with the Minnesota Timberwolves, man. I mean, they're on a four-game winning streak. They've won six out of the last eight. Um, They've won seven out of the last ten, I believe, uh, or eight out of the last 11, something like that. Um, And they they have two wins over the Pistons, the last two wins, which is is a lower-level team, obviously. That ain't saying much. (laughs) <laughs> but they beat the Nuggets. They beat the Jazz. They had some tough mm-hmm. games against the Suns and the Warriors that they lost. Beat the Trailblazers. Beat the Nets. Um, but they're keeping themselves in a great playoff contention spot. You know, Cat is playing super awesome right now. Mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards is, I mean, he's he's got such a dog mentality. Uh, he's he's playing at another level with a chip on his shoulder. And and they're just playing well right now. They're keeping themselves in the hunt in the West. Um, so they're they're my team of the week in the West. All right, bet. Look, man, I, I, I like it. I like the energy you guys are coming with, man. I'm I'm gonna go in the East. I'm not gonna belabor the point because me and BG have the same team for the East. We talking Toronto Raptors, man. Drake's team. You know what I mean? Like like Jurassic Park. Like those boys are playing tough. You talked about Van Fleet. It's not Van Fleet, right? It's Van Vliet, actually. So uh, I always screw that up. So he he's balling out, right? I think he is the first undrafted player. So shout out to my Pistons here on this one. The first undrafted player since Big Ben Wallace for the Detroit Pistons to make an all-star team. So that is big credit to them. That's big credit to that franchise, man. Siakam, who's been balling. Possible snub in the all-star as well. Uh, so we definitely got to talk about that. But Siakam, 
Van Vliet. Um, and then another cat that I'm, I want to talk about with this squad, and he's going to be my player of the week as well in the East. We talking about Gary Trent Jr. He's been balling, y'all. I think he had four straight games of 30 points at, at one point over the last week and a half, shooting a tray ball like crazy. Um, and, you know, we, we it's funny because I tweeted this and we talked about this last week. Second generation NBA players, he's one of them. His father, Gary Trent Sr., played for the for uh, San Antonio. Uh, I think he played maybe for the Bucs. Um, wasn't a great player, but played a long time. He was an NBA veteran. And then his son is now taking on that torch. And I think he's going to be a much better pro than what it, his father even was. So that the Raptors have been balling, man. Uh, that goes without saying. Again, I, I think they are winners of five or six straight games. So shout out to them. In the West, I'm going to go with two low-key teams. Some teams we never talk about. Number one. I'm going to talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. Yes, the Pelicans. Uh, they are in their last 10 games. Look, they've only gone five and five. But if you're talking about just last week's in specific, they won what? They went two and one last week. They beat the Pistons. They beat the Nuggets in Denver, which was a huge win. So I just want to shout that team out, man, because you're talking about Ingram. You're talking about Valanchunas. Not having Zion, like it is tough. Zion is their franchise player. When you don't have that franchise player, you don't you can't expect too much. But they're they're hanging. I mean, they're staying afloat, man. Right now, they are in the athlete in the eleventh spot with twenty one wins, thirty two losses. They're right behind, pretty much neck and neck with the Trailblazers for the tenth spot. So there's a small chance that the Pelicans can make the play in. So that's saying a lot if you don't have your former number one pick playing the entire season. Um, and I want to shout out Willie Green too, their head coach, Willie Green, Detroit legend, man. So shout out to you. And then uh, also another team in the West that I want to shout out, Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, honestly, they are like a development G, G League type of team. They don't have any star players unless you talk in SGA. Uh, but I think he's been out the last couple of games just with an ankle injury. So they've been hanging on by a thread, but getting a job done. And last week they had wins over the Trailblazers. They had wins over the, the Mavericks. And then they came back around and smacked up on the Trailblazers again. So that just goes to show you that even with a young team, not a lot of superstars playing in the West, which quote unquote, especially if you talk about Zay, that's a tougher conference of the two. Right, many believe that. So they playing tough in the in the West, not getting a lot of wins. But last week, man, they 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 got some very important wins, and they really are starting to build some confidence. So I, I just want to shout out those those young teams, teams we never talk about, national media never talks about, but we got to make sure here on the Coach T NBA show with BG and Zay, we talk about teams like that, man. Uh, let's talk about players. Hey, who you got for? But, hey, before we go, before we go, yeah. let me let me. Uh, you talk about young teams. I want to shout out a younger team than you talked about. Let me shout out my Duke Blue Devils real quick. <laughs> Go get them. Smacking. Smacking yeah. the Tar Heels. <laughs> smacking the Tar Heels. You talked about Gary Trent. Gary Trent is a Duke, is a Duke he Blue is, Devil. He is, yes. He is, yes. man. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was man. Huge win. Uh, Duke over UNC. And uh, shout out to our head coach, Coach Mike Brown, who is a Tar Heel fan. So, you got, him and you BG. Got in the dean in the dean he smith did in, yes mike brown got engaged at the dean smith dome or center or court i don't Something know what like, it's called whatever it is all I know. <laughs> the, the house that dean smith built for sure uh so you i hopefully hopefully you guys had a nice little friendly wager on that one man 
Maybe he wears some Duke gear next practice. You know, you know he's not confident enough. That, <laughs> no. Uh, all right, let's talk about players. Zay, what you got for us? Player, player, players. So keep, keep us hot, man. Keep the keep the run going, bro. We feed yeah, you the yeah. ball. Hey, in the Eastern Conference, I'm giving it to my guy Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely two one nine roots. I knew it was coming eventually. <laughs> uh, claimed his first ever All Star appearance in the state of Cleveland or in the Shout state out. of Ohio, uh, in in Cleveland, Ohio, where he plays for the Cavaliers. Um, he's led the Cavaliers to a really solid start coming to the All Star break. Thirty three and twenty one last week. They uh, came up. To, they were two and one on the week, and. He posted games of 24, 19, and 13. And uh, leading back into that, he had multiple 20-point games as well. So he's definitely been dishing the ball out. Had a double-double to add on that as well. And against Milwaukee, who's one of the better teams in the NBA, he had 19 points, 8 assists. So he's getting it done. On the year, he has... 869 total points coming into this point of the season. So uh, I know he got shaken up. He wasn't, he isn't going to be playing this first part of the week because of his back. But 19.8 points a game puts him top 25 in the league right now in scoring. And uh, 8.2 assists a game puts him at six in the league. So he's definitely getting it done. And he's going to be exciting to watch in the All-Star game. Hats off to him. Represent BG. I'm sorry, Zay. Yes, he is representing the 219, man. Shout out to the 219. Uh, I will say, the theme continues. I just learned that Darius Garland, his father played in the NBA. Yes. Yes. Okay, second generation player again, man. Yes. So I'm going to blame my father, man. It's my father's fault that I'm... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man, Pops, Pops wasn't getting enough jump shots up, man. He was getting some shots up, but they they had nothing to do with uh with the basketball. <laughs> and actually, one more stat. Speaking of uh, you know, fathers and stuff, he, he playing a lot, like really good. Like some people don't realize. So in what in fifty four games, his plus minus is plus three seventeen on the year. We talking about Garland, right? Yes, Garland. Yes, Darius okay. Garland. His plus yep. minus three seventeen on the year, and he he does not turn the ball over. He's averaging in his last ten games, he's averaging almost twelve assists and only four turnovers. So mm. he he's efficient at best. Mm-hmm. Efficient at best. So definitely uh, getting it done. Getting it done for sure. And in the Western Conference. Uh, I'm going with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, he's been playing hard all year. Just came up with a big win this past Friday over the Brooklyn Nets, which we chose on the Coach T show. And uh, mm-hmm. so, it, you know, he, he came up big in that game, 27. And a shot perfect from the free throw line. Shot 85% from three with 27.6 assists. And outside of that, you know, a little hiccup in the Lakers game, but scored 31 against Denver. And, you know, dating back to last week, had multiple big games, but two and one in this past week, week 16. So he, he's getting it done right before All-Star break. He's going to be looking 
at, you know, a really productive second half of the season, averaging 25.5 points a game, and he will get it done. BG? All right, so in the West, um, yeah, I mean, you look at the stats, you always got the same dudes at the top of the stat list putting up numbers. By the way, this isn't my guy of the week or anything, but Nikola Jokic is putting up the most the most proficient or the, the player rate like efficient rating. PER, yep. PER. He's got the highest PER, the second highest PER ever, I think. Or maybe the top PER ever. You're talking about over Will, over MJ. Like his PER right now is 33 plus, man. I mean, he is balling. It's mm-hmm. insane what this cat's doing. But in the West. Um, I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis, man. Anthony mm-hmm. Davis just, mm-hmm. just came back Shout not out. too long, a little bit more than a week ago. He came back. Uh, the Lakers need this guy, man. They really need him. Uh, they're struggling right now. But you talk about in the last week, going back to last Sunday, uh, the January 30th, he had 27, five and four in a loss to Atlanta. Um, February 2nd, he had 30, 15 and two. February 3rd, he had 30, 17 and 2. And February 5th, he had 28, 17 and 3. So you're talking about three straight games with over 28 points and over 15 rebounds. I mean, that's that's, that's not getting the job done, bro. Yeah. Happening, you know? yeah. And that's what yeah. he needs to do. And that's what LA needs from him. If LA is going to be serious about making a title run. I mean, if LA is really going to be serious about competing in the playoffs, they they need this guy. They need this guy. That's that they built the team for him. LeBron's supposed to be passing the torch, and and AD needs to take that torch and run with it and stop, you know, put an end to the naysayers about his injury and being injury prone and and being a you know a guy that's on street clothes all the time. I mean, he really needs to to get on it this year and perform. I, I think he made the All seventy five team, bro. He did make I'm the not all mistaken. All se- you talking all seventy five team in, in the uh, what a uh, uh, illustrious? I don't even know how long the NBA been around 50, 60, 70 years, bro. Seventy five years. What am I talking about? That's why it's seventy five. But this is a <laughs> seventy five top seventy five player, bro. Come on. But man. here's the thing: like a guy like him, I've got to be producing. Should, no, I believe he should have made it, but. Did he make it because of the hype on him? Is it overhyped or is it because of what he's doing? And I feel like he's one of those guys that gets overhyped because he's, you know, seven foot, whatever, seven one or whatever he is. And he can do this and that. And we haven't seen a skill set like him and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, you know. So I feel like he gets a little overhyped because of of his physical freak of nature compared to what he's actually doing. I mean, Before LeBron, he wasn't winning playoff games. So, no, he, he's got to do his job. He's got to be the guy for the Lakers um, so that they can make a deep playoff run. For the East, I'm going to go with um, – this is a little surprising to me when I was looking at the stats, but he's keeping he's keeping his team right in playoff contention. They got a couple guys out. This is a shout-out to uh, to our, our guy, Mike. I'm Mike Brown, and also shout out to Zay here. Uh, I'm gonna go with Nikola Vucevic, man. Vucevic, man. Vucevic, man. He's balling for the Bulls lately, man. Yep. He's balling for the Bulls. You talk about last Sunday, he had 24, 14, and three. 
Uh, February 1st, he had 18, 13, and 2. February 3rd, he had another 30-point game, 18 rebounds, 4 assists. February 4th, he had 36, 17, and 4. Mm-hmm. And uh, February 6th, he had, what, uh, 23, 7, and 5. So, I mean, he's balling. He, uh, he's been facing a little bit of in and out this year throughout the lineup, uh, being, you know, COVID and injury and stuff like that. But um, he's a great pickup for the Bulls in the offseason, and and he's balling for them right now. And he's a big he's a big reason why they're sitting number two, I believe, in the East, mm-hmm. and uh, a reason why they're they got a shot to make the playoff run. But he's gonna have to be big for them while Caruso and Lonzo Ball are out um, until they get healthy. It's got to be, you know, it's it's he's got to be the presence inside. Yeah, it's the Rosen, sure. it's Lonzo, it, not Lonzo, Levine. Uh, Zach Levine mm-hmm. and Uchevich, man. And he's got to be producing for this team to be uh, a title contender. It, it's speaking, speaking of the Bulls, man, and you guys didn't answer me on this. You guys are probably flaking me on uh, on a on the group chat. Uh, Direct TV, what's up, man? Like, why, why if I'm quote unquote in the Chicagoland area being here in northwest Indiana, why don't I get the Chicago Bulls games? You guys don't have to answer for for Direct TV, but Direct TV, somebody gotta holler at me, man. Hey, I, I feel like I get ninety eight percent of Chicago Bulls basketball games. Bro, I get none of their games. But then my my father in law, he's got uh AT verse. They get all their games. I, think, I don't get it. Oh, oh no, oh no, man! You might be direct TV stream. I love it, but yeah. hey. they might have your Michigan, uh, your Michigan. Yeah, that got my Michigan <laughs> credentials in there. Because <laughs> I definitely am able to see, uh, you know, the Bulls. They play on Chicago Network, so they yeah. They play, man, uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know, but Vucci, man, shout out to you, man. Uh, Vucevic for uh, Chicago basketball team, Chicago Bulls. Uh, other people know him, man. So, so that's what you have for the East. The West, you got Anthony Davis, BG. Garland, you have Zay in the, in the East. And then Donovan Mitchell, you have in the West. All right. So I, I talked I talked about my, my, my guy in the East. Uh, shout out Gary Trent Jr., another former Dookie, just, just ruling, the, ruling the NBA, man. There you go. I know I know BG likes that. Uh, like I said, for for uh, for that young man, talking about Gary Trent Jr. If I can pull this up, man, and this is not even just last week. I'm, I'm just want to shout out what he's been doing overall. Now he's cooled off the last couple of games because he was just scorching hot. But bro, he had runs of we talking about. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. He had six straight games of thirty points or more. He had, he had 32 against Charlotte. He had 32 against Chicago basketball team. He had 33 against Miami uh, Heat. He had 31 uh, at Atlanta. Those last three games I just ran off, those were in the other team's buildings. Um, and then he came back playing uh, playing Miami at home. He had 33 points against them. And in all those games, bro, this is crazy. He had five threes, six threes, five threes, nine made threes, six made threes. So like the three ball for him is potent and he ain't just jacking him up and shooting a low percentage. I mean, he's some of these games, he's 50 plus percent shooting from shooting uh, the tray ball from behind the arc. So shout out to him, man. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I was watching them the other night. I saw a stat. He either he either tied DeRozan or passed DeRozan for like the most 30 point games, games in, a in a row. Yep, he did. He did. He passed DeRozan. I saw that same thing. Yes, he did. Yeah. 
So, uh, so shout out Gary Trent Jr. Shout out to the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, and then for my Western player, and I had a couple guys in mind. And let me be honest with you guys. I kind of do this off the cuff. Like, I don't even really prep for the best of uh, too much. But I just look at the stats, look at the teams, man, like, like most of us do right before the show. And the guys that I'm impressed by, the guys that I'm highlighting, a guy that I got to look at, man, and we, and we talked about or I talked about their team. And again, a, a low-key team nobody talks about, the Pelicans. I told you why. You know, I thought they were playing really well the last week. They got another win tonight. Uh, another big win tonight. So that they're rolling. And a lot of that has to do with B.I. Another Duke Blue Devil. This it's just Duke's week, I guess. I must be a Duke Blue Devil fan, man. Well, I don't know what's going on, but B.I., Brandon Ingram. What you got to say, BG? But I, hey, I know that... I- <laughs> I tweeted this. I tweeted this like two days ago. You know what? Like, I'm so sick and tired of people talking about how, you know, Duke, Duke. uh, Don't have the superstars. Duke players don't ever pan out in the NBA, all this and that. That's because, dude, when you go to Duke, you're put on such a pedestal that it's hard to pan out. Like. It's not like Duke is not developing NBA players. Like, no, they got a no, bunch of NBA not players. Developing LeBron James's and Kobe Bryant's. Like, that's rare. That's yeah. that's a rare yeah. breed. But yeah. if you look in the NBA, Duke has role players, and I I know that's such a negative connotation nowadays. But you need role players to win championships. Yeah, you and do. Duke's got role players all over the league. You talk Bro, about role, role players get paid about, too. You talk <laughs> about Gary Trent Jr. You talk about. You know, Brandon Egram isn't a role player. He's he's supposed to be like, you know, a go-to guy, but the mm-hmm. Pelicans aren't too hot. Zion. But, you know, Grayson Allen. Grayson Zion. Allen. You know, um, uh, when, Jay, when JJ Reddick was in the league. Yeah. Reddick. I yep. mean, they got they got loot, they got role player uh, Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones three straight years leading the league and assist to <laughs> You love this stat. <laughs> I love that stat, man. I ain't heard I that since that the nineties. <laughs> I mean, these dudes aren't these dudes aren't the face of the league, but Duke is producing Tatum. quality role players. And I'm sorry, role players is not a negative connotation, no. No. A negative word. You need no. role players to win championships, and Duke is producing guys that produce. That's what it yeah. is, bro. You're if you if I had a well, I do have a son. If I end up having and no no pressure on my kids, I don't really. I mean, I'm. I would rather my kid be a, a scientist, a lawyer, a doctor, or something like that, to be honest. But if my son ends up playing in the NBA and he goes on to play 15 years, not being a quote-unquote superstar, but he's a role player for 15 years and makes $150 million being a role player, I think he did pretty well being a role player. And, and dude's got a bunch of those type of guys. And then, like you said, I mean, Jason Tatum is probably, what, the biggest superstar, you would say? Quote-unquote superstar right now? Zion or, or Tatum? I mean, Kyrie. We don't have to debate it. Ky- Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie. Gosh, I even forget Kyrie is a dude guy. Kyrie Eight games Jason. there. Yeah. Kyrie, Tatum, Wait. Zion. Probably and a big Zion three. when he's healthy, yeah. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right, yeah. So, long story short, we were talking about B.I. because he is a dude guy. But, I mean, the last couple of games, just the last two games alone, and one of those was tonight. So, I can't really count it into last week. But, again, it's been showing what he's been doing. 33 points. 12 assists. The game before that, he had 23 points and 12 assists again. 
So you know that he can score, but now B.I. has added the element of being able to assist and facilitate the basketball, which, I mean, you think about it with his length, his ability to score the ball like he does from really all three levels, especially from the mid-range level and being lanky and long enough to, to get to the basket. And then he can drop a dime on you. Come on now. Come on now. That's that's a tough matchup. So shout out to uh to um to Zion, man. Hopefully he's able to come back this season. Cause that one-two punch could be really deadly. And if they end up making the, the play-in, somebody gotta face them boys in the playoffs. And I don't necessarily know if you get a healthy Ingram, you get a healthy uh you get a healthy Zion. And then another guy I love to shout out, uh, Valanchunas, man. I love his game. Old school, back to the basket type of game. But he's so tough, man. He, he can still hit the three if you need him to. He can stretch it out a little bit there. He has free throws. He blocks shots. He grabs rebounds. I love Valanchunas, man. He's a, he's a low-key cat that people never talk about. But I love his game. If you can get those three rolling at the right time in the playoffs, whew, maybe good night for somebody. Some of them higher seeds, you never know. You never know. So those are our teams and players of the week. Uh, so let me make sure I got that. I got uh, I got B.I. for the Pelicans. I'm going to make sure I write this down. And then who else? I, oh, I had Gary Trent Jr. Okay, Gary Trent Jr. All right, wrapped. All right, Raptors. Bet. All right, we talked about players. We talked about teams. We're going to talk about another player and another team. We mentioned them earlier, man. A bunch of talk. I think this team is really at a at a, at a crossroads because they got to figure out: Do we really want to trade this player? Do we really want to trade them now? Because um, clearly the the NBA deadline, the trade deadline is coming up the tenth, so we're less than a week away. Do they want to trade this player? Is it best to ride it out for this year to see if they can win an NBA championship? Because he is an NBA championship level player. Is there a chance that you lose him in a summer? Now it's talks that, you know, he's frustrated with his role and he doesn't necessarily know if he wants to continue playing with the franchise because he has a chance to, he has a player option at the, at some, at season's end. We talking about James Harden, man. We talking about the Nets, y'all. Like, let's have a little round, round table talk, talking about the Nets. And I got a simple question for you guys. Should the Nets trade James Anthony? I don't know what his middle name is, but James Harden. Should the Nets trade James Harden? Go. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and it's funny we talk about role players because, and I just dropped this link in the chat, uh, courtesy of ESPN.com. They mm. have something that I actually like looking at. Everybody who's listened to the show know I'm a numbers guy. and wow, I like Look at this. This is how, why your picks are so good. <laughs> things yeah. develop wow. over time. And I, James Harden is about to turn into a role player eventually. With the way he plays, uh, if he well, let me take, rephrase that. He will turn into a role player on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, on the Nets. And he he's not ready to be a role player just yet. But if he stays with the Nets, they're going to turn him into a certified role player on behalf of Kevin Durant. And if they keep Kyrie Irving... But they, I can see them bringing in another young star to grow James Harden, you know, and not really necessarily put James Harden as, as a bench player, you know, even though it really doesn't matter. It matters who's on the floor at the end of the game. But I can see him being 
that guy that's like one of the fourth, fifth options. His role lessens over time. Yes. Which, you uh, know, what, what? what's funny, Zay, that you talk about that because you know, I read a recent report that he feels like James Harden we're talking about. He personally feels like he's asked to do, to do too much by the Nets because when I guess when he initially came to the team, he was thinking, hey, I'm going to be a part of a big three. It's not, I'm not going to have the pressure or the weight on the world on my shoulders like I had when I was in Houston where he had to be, he had to be triple-double every night if you remember in Houston. Every yeah. night he had to get a 40-piece. He had to get 10-plus assists. He was our point guard. He was our scoring guard. He was literally everything for the, for the Houston Rockets. I think him being traded, he was, was he, he was officially traded. Him coming to the Nets, his his idea was that hey i don't have to play that huge of a role in terms of facilitating scoring doing all that that i did for the rockets so i i think he actually to your point wanted to have a little less of a role less i don't want to say pressure but he, he had to have less of pressure to perform at that night and night night in night out level that he did for the rockets um, and now he's having to do that for the Nets because KD's out, Kyrie. You know he's playing half of the games. Like it's it's a lot to ask. So I think I think it's been a little draining for him, and he's been in a situation where he has not wanted to uh, to do what he has been asked to do necessarily. Right. And to to that point, honestly, I feel like with that being said, and he he is you know being thirty two years old and. Really, almost on his way out. I got think some miles, a good man. team, you know, uh, going back to the the original question, like, yes, he should be traded, but they they need to trade him purposely. A good trade, and this is gonna be my last point. I think he would fit well on a team like the 76ers. Mm. You know, get him a ring, get Embiid a ring. That that's already a put together team, and he would be perfect because he wouldn't have to do too much but he could do just enough i love it bg same question for you man what should the nets do with do with james Harden? that i'm conflicted man it's a tough it's a tough question to answer because i i agree with zay and all his points um i think eventually he turns into if he's on this team he turns into a role player uh, you know, if if Kyrie's playing a lot, he's I think Harden's the third scoring option. I do, but if you're the if you're the Nets and you're trying to win a ring this year, and you're not sure Kyrie's situation with the vaccine mandates and all that, I don't think you can. If you're the Nets, I don't think you can trade Harden right now. If if you're the Nets trying to win a ring, I do not think you can get rid of Harden because. No. Yeah, let's say they trade him to the 76ers for Ben Simmons. Are you more confident in in Ben Simmons coming in and playing with Kyrie and Durant when he's healthy and and Ben Simmons giving you a better and, shot and at that, Yeah, and it's a team you potentially would have to face in the playoffs. You're in the same conference. Yeah, and then so then you're giving a team in the 76ers who's like, what, third or fourth right now in the East? Mm-hmm. You're giving them somebody who's actually going to play in games versus you know Simmons is sitting out right now so Simmons would play for the Nets but Simmons ain't is not going to play for the Sixers and then you're going to go give Harden who could go like you said 
mesh very very well with yeah. jo- Joel Embiid. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It's it's it, it is an ideal trade for the Seventy mm-hmm. Sixers, but if you're the Nets, you can't give somebody else an ideal situation. Do you think? Because I do think for the Seventy Sixers, it's a great move. Um, well, who, you know, wins, who wins the trade? Who wins the trade? So that oh, that is a part, that's a part of my question. Like, answer this. Like, does Ben Simmons fit in? In Brooklyn, I think he could be a nice little fit in Brooklyn. Maybe me personally. I mean, what do you think? I, you you got to pick a side. Like to me, to me, I think to me, I think the 76ers would win that trade. Okay. Yeah, the 76ers would easily win that trade. I think do the Nets benefit? One of those things. If and I, I really wouldn't expect it to happen in the season. To uh, BG's point about the playoffs, that's like detonating your own bomb and potentially meeting them. You know. <laughs> That'd be crazy, but still, like in a summertime trade, like Harden going to a team, it would definitely work out. I think the Nets, they would also probably, you know, they would get Ben Simmons, but they would probably squeeze, maybe even add a third team in that trade. But they, you know, Seth, uh, Seth Curry could end up in that deal or something. And I mean, where you got an guard with another shooting guard so the thing if is you Tobias Harris in there I mean that's yeah that's you gonna have to you gonna I, look again I don't I don't know how to fight the financial side of it works or the contract numbers you know clearly people are piecing together Harden for Simmons somehow some way like that's the big trade everyone is is kind of hoping for the the problem is for the Nets is that they have until February 10th to get this done if they don't get it done, then all the cars that the Nets have, are they're off. All the chips are off of the table. That means that Harden now has all the power because he has the player option for the summer. You can't trade him in the summer at that point. You you cannot do that unless you're talking a sign and, a sign and trade where Harden agrees to it, basically. So you have, what, another week for the Nets to really make a decision on whether or not they, they want to get it done. On one hand, yes, he helps you in theory to win an NBA championship. On the other hand, if he's not happy, he's not playing at his best, and you lose him in the summer for nothing, then this experiment failed. So yeah, I don't know. It's it that's that's the thing that makes it interesting is they have what four days now, three basically three days to get it done. Mm-hmm. It's it's a tough call, but I think if you're the Nets. You gotta, you gotta sit back and say you have, when healthy, you have the best three, the best big yeah. three in the league. Yeah, and you gotta, and you gotta roll the dice on this year, and try to win a chip this year, and then if Harden leaves you, Harden leaves you. But I, yeah, I tend to, I tend to I, agree on that, BG. I do, I do. Like you, you, you put all this time, effort, these resources into this these big three or this big three these these three superstars coming together you you gotta ride it out bro like here's the thing here's the thing Harden can say he's upset but he doesn't have a championship ring so if the Nets are contending for a championship ring he's not going out there playing at half of his ability no no he's gonna go try to win himself a ring and then he'll leave Winning but cures everything. It, does. it really does. It, does. <laughs> it cures a lot. Trust me. If if they if they are on a seven game winning streak instead of a seven game losing streak, 
I guarantee we're not having this conversation. So clearly everyone's frustrated within that franchise because they're just simply not winning. They're not winning like they expect they would be. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens, man. I, I, I'm excited to see how it plays out like I'm sure most people are because we have no clue where it could go. I could see, I can get an ESPN den and den, den and den alert tonight where I could see it being hard and being traded right now. I could also see a scenario where, you know, they play it out and hard and celebrating with a uh, NBA championship at the end of the year. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, let's, let's do this, man. Next topic. And I want to make sure I talk about this. Um, next topic. We talked about the nets. There's another team out there. Lakers mainly, maybe some other teams. I don't know. Uh, but those two in particular, who should be panicking more guys just in general who's not living up to expectations who maybe is is needs to trade a superstar that they thought will produce that's really not producing like they like they thought they would i.e russell westbrook nets lakers or other who do you guys think is panicking more and why zay go uh it's definitely the nets because of all the reasons we we just, we just talked about, about. yeah and you know in past shows each one of us has mentioned like this year is the year that somebody needs to see something you know it's been way too long for the amount of star power they have on that team it's definitely in my opinion it's been way too long for them to be championship lists uh like no matter the circumstances injuries all that like that all three of those guys, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. They should have, be able to get it done. Yeah, they should be able to get it done. And, you know, you you look at a potential, if they are not able to get it done again this year, which I really feel like that would be the case, you're looking at a potential blow-up situation. Mm. Like, where everybody just gets like, man, it's just time to go. Yep. Yep. You know, Kevin Durant. The experiment, the, the experiment would be over at that point. Yeah. He, yeah. Kevin Durant's shown that he, he will get up and leave. Kyrie Irving, like, you know, he, he really is just the time of day. He might get up and leave anytime if he wanted to. <laughs> and then James Harden, he's getting older. You know, 32 years old. You think of it, he really got, with the way he plays, uh, you know, probably four more years uh you don't have a max kellerman uh tom brady moment right now <laughs> he's gonna fall off a cliff and then 12 years later he's still playing nah, he, i mean he could he could easily continue to play but i think his competitiveness his body gonna tell him to stop yeah so yeah. um yeah. he like i i can't really see him changing his game to like how like Vince Carter did and become strictly a shooter uh you know but he could he could and I love to see it but I just can't really yeah. vision it especially in today's NBA BG how you feeling about it who 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 is panicking more Nets Lakers or maybe you have another team in mind I mean I'm gonna stick with between the Nets and the Lakers and Again, this is a tough question for me, but I think, you know, if you if you take the, the whole situation into account, 
I think the, the Lakers should be panicking more because mm. to me, when the, the Nets had Durant healthy, they were what, one or two in the East. They were at the top of the East. And I think we can all agree the East is easier to win than the West. And when Durant's healthy, Durant, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of teams that are balling out right now in the East. You're talking about Cleveland's having a great year. Chicago's having a great year. Miami's a great team. You know, the Bucks obviously have Giannis and they're defending champs. And Philly's got um, Embiid, Toronto's, you know, Toronto's a great team re- led by Fred, uh, Fred Van Vliet. But Durant can win you series by himself against a lot of those teams. Then you go in the West, and you got Phoenix, you got Golden State, you got Ja and the Grizzlies, you got Utah, you got Dallas, Luka and Dallas, you got the Denver Nuggets with Jokic. LeBron by himself is not winning you a series no. against the Suns, against Golden State. We saw that. We saw that. No. Yeah. So I think the Nets just got to get Durant back, and then they're fine. The mm-hmm. Lakers gotta figure some stuff out, and they they, they possibly need a trade. They possibly Bad. need a trade, mm-hmm. and I mean they're sitting at nine in the West right now. They're in the they're in the they're bare minimum in the playoff in, in the mm-hmm. play in game. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the West is a lot harder to win, which to me means the Lakers in the West have a lot more. They're panicking right now because. Yeah. If you're talking about both teams competing for a championship, I think if the if the Nets are healthy, they're they're easily top two teams in the East. Even if the Lakers are healthy, are we sitting here saying they're top two in the West? Are we sitting here saying they're top five in the West? Mm-mm. I mean, they got the the Nets got to get healthy. That's their issue. The Lakers got a lot more issues than just getting healthy. Mm. So that's why I think the Lakers are panicking more than the, than the Nets. I definitely tend to agree because of all the reasons you just said. I think the Nets are definitely panicking, yes, but I think the Lakers are in a scenario where it can get dire really, really fast. <laughs> like, legit really fast. So, and you look at the at the standings, you talked about it, guys. The Lakers right now are 26 and 28. They're ninth in the, in, in the West. The 10th spot, the Blazers have that. The Blazers are five games behind the Lakers. Um, and then the Lakers, the, the team that is in sixth, which are the Denver Nuggets, the Lakers are only three games behind them. So really between six, seven, eight, and nine, those can really shuffle. Other than that, really the top four seeds in the West, I really don't see changing unless one of those teams just drops off due to injury. You talk about the East, let me show you how the East Coast rocks. Let me talk about the East here. Brooklyn, they're right now in the, in the sixth spot. Uh, but they're in a situation where they are only what's that? They're only five games. Wow, they're only five games ahead of where the eleventh team is right now, which are the uh, Washington Wizards. So that doesn't really drive home my point. It actually goes, actually contradicts it. But it's just crazy to think about how how close some of these teams are. So again, you talk about panicking. If both of these teams don't have a great run fast and soon they're going to put themselves in a position where yeah they may make the playoffs but they have a much tougher road to trek 
if they are a bottom seed and they're not, now they got to face a top seed, they don't have home court advantage. That's very tough. Like if, you, if 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 the Nets if the Nets have to face the Bucks or the Heat or the Chicago basketball team in the first round, do you do you think now I will probably pick the Nets if they're one hundred percent healthy, but do they want to have to do that in the first round? No, Lakers. We saw what they had to do in the first round last year when they had when they barely made the play in play in. Then they played the red hot Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns got them out there out of here quick. PG, what were you gonna say? But that's the thing. So yeah, I, I understand what you're saying with your seeding. You said you said Brooklyn's in the seventh spot in the East, and the uh, Wizards. You know, they're the Wizards are Around like five games behind yeah. them. Yeah, but Brooklyn's but, also four and a half games out of first. True. 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 You know what I'm saying? And if we're talking about Brooklyn, we're talking about Kyrie. If they if they don't have home court advantage, that is in benefit of Brooklyn. But when you talk about the West, you know, let's so Brooklyn's in the third in the seventh spot in the East, and they're four and a half games out of first. The the Timberwolves are in the seventh spot in the West, and they're 14 and a half games back from yeah. Phoenix. The West is a different animal, man. Like yeah. they're we're talking about winning the conference. It don't matter if Brooklyn is number one or number eight, if they're or number ten, if they're healthy and they're in the play-in. Yeah, them being healthy they, is yeah. That's a, they yeah. have a shot yeah. to win the conference. Yeah. But you're telling me if you want to win the West, you gotta have you have to have home yeah. court. Like, I, I, you you sold me. The Lakers definitely you, are panicking more. You gotta panic. I mean, mm-hmm. let's. Just looking at it right now, the Atlanta Hawks are number 10 in the East. They are eight and a half games out of first place in the East. The New Orleans Pelicans are 10th in the West. Same spot. <laughs> they are 21 and a half games back. <laughs> yeah. 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 The East is all a scramble. The West, there's a there's a there is a, a distinct totem pole, man. Yeah, you got it. You got it. In the in the East, I don't think positioning matters as much as the West. That's uh, yeah. that's just truly how I feel, and and that's why I think the Lakers are panicking a little more right now. Zay, anything else you want to add? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. I I definitely agree with uh, everything you and BG said. I I just feel like the Nets. It going back to the well, we haven't really touched on it, but like the money part of things. It's like, man, you bought this nice shiny toy, <laughs> and it, it just it, it just became nice. It's not even shiny no more. Right, so it's like, right. man, we spent a lot of money on this toy. You better play with it. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> right, My boy Tyson, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. Y'all, y'all better make something out of it. <laughs> and I, they, it's just not happening. So I, I think. Um, you know, budget-wise, the, the Nets are definitely like, man, this this could be really bad. And I think at the end of the day, uh, a lot more people will be transitioning jobs if the Nets do not win a okay. championship. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. And I will say to Zay's point, like, yeah, the, La- the Lakers don't have any, like, None of their big three are in any trade conversation. So 
that does add to the panic factor when you got one of your big three talking about being unhappy and being on trade talk. So it adds to it a little bit, of course, but strictly talking, if they're all there, I think the Lakers got more to panic about, but the Nets also have to deal with this situation where Harden's not happy. Yeah. 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 You don't, you, you don't want, you don't want that. Honestly, with, with both of these teams, and it's been like this for the Lakers. All this has been a year like from he double hockey stick for the Lakers. Nets. It's been a rough patch in the middle of the season, and your best player Kevin Durant got hurt. So, I mean, it's just a rough patch. The dog days of the, of the NBA season right now. But for the Lakers, it's just it has been all bad since day one. Like all bad since day one. So, I think both teams can definitely panic quote-unquote but are you talking about the nets i think you get you you get kevin durant back you start winning a couple games you know you you really massage the ego of james harden things get back on track that 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 snotty little ugly little beat up toy starts to get a little shiny a little nicer you know as, as you talk about playoff times but you talk about the lakers and bg i think you made the best point the lakers even at their best I still don't think I don't think they've proven they're not a championship team. We're talking this year at their best. Like this is not two years ago. It's not right. Those other teams have gotten better. Golden State is back. The Suns, they're back. They're better than ever. So you talk about just those two teams alone, let, let alone you talking Mavs and you talking Memphis, upcoming team like that. It's going to be a long, long road for the Lakers if they even do make the playoffs because they're going to be a bottom seed. That's a lot to ask. Not having any home court advantage with a team that your best player is a 37-year-old freak, but he's still 37 years old with probably the most amount of minutes played once he finishes his career. So it's a lot to ask, man. Uh let's let's talk about this all-star snub, man. I got some stuff to get off my chest. I know y'all do too, man. Oh, Again, I got some stuff to get off my <laughs> chest. You know who I'm going to talk about. I already know, man. I think his name starts with an L and ends with a B. Uh, oh, it does. <laughs> so with this, again, I'm going to stress it. We will have our all-star mid-season mega cast next week. So we're going to talk about all things NBA all-star. But this week, man, we had to talk about this. We had to, man. We talking about all-star snubs. We're going to do one for the Eastern Conference and one for the Western Conference. I don't know who wants to begin. If you guys want me to begin, I could definitely shoot it out. BG, I know you, you, your boy, man, he, he wasn't selected. That was kind of crazy. That, that's one that a lot of people are talking about. Actually, BG, let's start with you, man. All-star snub. Who you got? I'm going to get it off my chest, man. You're talking about the East. There, there, mm-hmm. there is no way... LaMelo Ball should not be an all-star. There is no way. <laughs> not not a single situation where he is not an all-star. And I'm going to tell you what, man. Like, the, the thing to me is he, he's balling out. He's got his team. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're ninth in the East right now. But like I said, the East is a tight race. They've been floating back and forth. They've been seven. They've been six at some point this year. Um, but w- way better, way better than they've been in years past. And they don't have any mega superstar. They got him. They got Bridges. Um, both of them kind of, I mean, LaMelo was definitely snubbed. Bridges feels like he got snubbed a little bit, but he shouldn't have been an all-star. But he's playing at a great level. 
Um, but besides them two, they don't they don't have much. I mean, they don't have much star power besides that. And they're six games out of first place in the East. And if you look at stats alone, I was arguing with one of my buddies about this uh, just the other day. You know, I, I tweeted about it that Lamelo got snubbed, and there's no way he should have been left out. And and the question posed to me was, well, who are you gonna who are you gonna put Thank him in you. over? That was my question. Who do you and take out? To me, it's simple. You know, like I looked I looked at the candidates, and you know, Darius Garland deserves to be in. I, I was not picking him. He's got Cleveland balling right now. He deserves to be in. But if you look at it, okay, if you look at the East, the Milwaukee Bucks are fourth in the East. Okay, they're Uh-oh. one game. They're one Uh-oh. game back. I see your name. You about to hit us with? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go there. And they got Giannis. <laughs> but when you look at it, you got Chris Middleton, who is an All Star. <laughs> And I'm gonna just throw I'm gonna throw some a, a comparison to you real quick. While he catching straight shots from you, BG. What? I'm just listen. First of all, he's on my fantasy team. I drafted him, and he's not producing for me. So maybe that's. <laughs> but Chris Milton this year averaging 19.5 points. Great. Lamella Ball. <laughs> Lamella Ball averaging 19.6. So point Lamella Ball. Chris Middleton averaging 5.6 rebounds. LaMelo Ball averaging 7.1 rebounds. Mm. At like four inches shorter. (laughs) Chris Middleton averaging 5.3 assists. LaMelo Ball averaging 7.5 assists per game. Chris Middleton 1.3 steals per game. LaMelo Ball 1.5 threes per game. Both of them averaging three turnovers a game. So, across steals are steals are threes. Steals are threes because you said steals for Middleton and you said threes for. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, or both Lamello. of them are Middleton averaging 1.3 steals. Uh-huh. Lamelo averaging 1.5 steals per game. Okay. So Lamelo's got more points, more mm-hmm. rebounds, mm-hmm. more assists, more mm-hmm. steals, and mm-hmm. they they're both averaging the same amount of turnovers. Okay. Well, what what about wins? But you got Giannis, and 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 that's what, like my buddy posed me. He's like, well, obviously Middleton can't average that much. He has Giannis, that's and true. I'm like, that's, that's true. Fine. great point. All Star Game is an individual award. Mm. It's it's not about who's on your team and what you're producing. <laughs> the Charlotte Nets are five games back from the from the Bucks, and. Lamelo's putting up better stats than Chris, and Chris has right. arguably the best player in the league on his right. team. Right. So, to me, I feel like Middleton got the nod just because he's been an All Star the last couple of years, and 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 this is really why I went with it. Let me go. Let me go a little deeper into Middleton. If you look at his career, his or if you look at his, um season stats compared to last year when he was an all-star and i don't know if that was his second year as an all-star or his first year but compared to last year he's averaging 0.9 less points he's averaging 0.4 less rebounds he's averaging 0.1 less assists he's averaging 0.2 less steals so he's having a worse year compared to last year Mm. and he gets an all-star appearance over Lamelo ball 
and I get it. They're different positions. One's a one's in the front court, one's in the back court. But to me, Lamella Ball deserves to be in there, and I hope he gets in there because Durant can't play. So I hope he gets in there. I I don't know. They probably would have decided that by now, but. This dude's box office, man. He deserves it. He deserves to be in there. I don't know why he's not in there. He's a moneymaker. He's he's way more. When you when you're talking about putting on a show, yeah, he's putting on a show compared to Chris Middleton. I'm sorry, he is. Yeah. No, no uh, disrespect, to Chris Middleton. But no disrespect, but all the disrespect in the world. No disrespect. But it, but it, but, it, <laughs> but when you're crunching on on yeah, limited, that's true. Man, yeah. Yeah, you got you got to put in Lamelo, man. He deserves to be an All Star. He really does. Yep. And you, and you um, said it. You you said the best thing. It's an individual award. So you're looking at just individual stats. Lonzo, I always want to say Lonzo. Melo's playing better. So yeah, you yeah. I mean, you got a Western Conference guy for us. I do. To me, to be honest with you, um, or do you like what the Western Conference has? And I still got to read off the reserves. For the fans, I like, I like what the Western Conference has. I really do. Um, I don't think any of my snubs that I could have picked. I don't think they really should have gotten in. But if you're talking about somebody who possibly could have got snubbed, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with um, Anthony Edwards, man. Yeah, that was one name I was thinking of. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Anthony yep. Edwards um, out of Minnesota, mm-hmm. and simply because he's a dog, man. He's a dog. He's playing well and he's improving. Um, I love the attitude. He's got that Kobe chip on his shoulder, that Kobe attitude. He's averaging uh, 22.3 points, five rebounds, 3.6 assists, 1.5 uh, steals per game. All of his numbers are up yeah, from it, last year. And he, I mean, sophomore, so he's playing in the rising, yeah, you know, rising, rising stars. stars challenge. But if I could pick anyone, it's probably um, it's probably Anthony Edwards. Yeah, the West. And, and it's ironic because I like to watch highlights and things while uh, we talk about the show. And uh, what just came up on YouTube: the top dunks of the year, and Anthony Edwards has like four of them. Yeah, uh, he could be in the dunk contest. Honestly, he's just banning on people, <laughs> and that's what, and that's really what I. That's really why I like Lamelo, and I like guys like Anthony Edwards. When you talk about the All Star game, you're talking about young cats that are gonna go put a show. Yeah, fan favorite types, and yep. they're gonna put a. Sh- those guys are gonna put a show. You, you're telling me Lamelo's not gonna go out there and point at half court, hit some half court shots. Throw alley oops between his legs. Do Full some core alley oop. Yeah. yeah, you know he's gonna do that. Anthony Edwards is gonna have if he played in the all in the Rising Stars game, he's gonna have three or four, you know, monstrous dunks, showtime dunks. I'm calling and, it now. He's gonna have thirty plus points in that game. And what what is Middleton gonna do? Hit a couple threes? <laughs> like it's a mid range joke. Look, <laughs> Middleton still catches shots. <laughs> He, he, bang, 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 bang. He's going to play defense. Like, come on. Like, he's going to take a charge. This is the all-star game, man. We, I want to, I want to, I want to get what I'm paying for. And I'm not paying for it because I'm sitting at home. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, Zay, before you go, just, just to talk about the reserves in general that you have and 
this is not broken up by east or west it's just the entire pool that you have so we got devin booker jimmy butler luca uh luca we got Darius Garland, we got uh, Gobert, we got Draymond Green, who also, along with Kevin Durant, says he will not be playing in the game. Uh, so maybe you get an alternate for him. James Harden, Levine, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Jason Tatum, Carl Anthony Towns, and Fred Van Vliet. Those are your reserves for 2022 All-Star Game. Zay, who you got, man? Who, who are some of the snubs that you feeling? you like, hey, this cat should have played, man. He should have been in. The fans should have voted him. And or the NBA should have called up Coach T, BG, and Zay and said, hey, who should we actually have in the All-Star game? And we would have told him, hey, you got to have this cat. Who is it? And I think uh, LaMelo definitely should be in the game. I agree with BG. Um, for the Eastern Conference, I also believe – Jalen Brown should be in the game. Mm. Uh, you know, the Celtics aren't doing too hot this season. Still over 500, but still, like, I, I understand why a lot of people might be looking over him. But the guy's been consistent, averaging over 20 points a game, and he's he's helping his team as best as he can. And they're actually on a win streak as well. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think it was one of those things uh, later rather than sooner for them. Uh, but I definitely think he could have easily been in that game if they had a streak come around any sooner. Uh, for yep. the West, DeJounte Murray. Mm. Uh, DeJounte Murray, he's been, like, balling for uh, the the Spurs this year. And Entire season, bro. It's another... And that's the thing about the All-Star game. A lot of people, they they really just look at, like, the team records. Oh, this man, you know, he playing on a, a below-average team. But, like, I – and it's a snub. So, you know, this is Zay's opinion. But I, I feel like he, he could have got another look, if anything. Uh, he's definitely been trying his best. He's – Top five in the NBA in assist and steals at the mm. moment. So, mm-hmm. like that—that's pretty cool. Um, that is but, crazy. <laughs> yeah, they—they're far out of the playoff picture. So I get it. I get it. it. It's really a team-based thing. If you're on a good team, your chances of being in the All-Star game are higher, and that's really yep. how it is. Yep. Yep. Uh, Anybody else you want to mention? Because I, I got a couple cats I definitely want to bring up. Yeah, that was really my my top primary guys. Um, I like I mean, Murray a lot, man. I another like lot. guy, yeah, another guy like Bam, but he's been Bam. hurt all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he if he plays like 10 more games, he might have been in easily. Yeah, he plays the majority of the year. He's in. Yeah, he's in. and same with Anthony Davis. Yep. The, you know, the, those guys, they... People think that in to the NBA probably was in consideration of do we want to offer this guy a spot knowing that he might reject it. So, like, those things, too, don't want to get him hurt middle of the season. So, I get it. I get it. And also, one more guy whose team play is probably affecting the decision is De'Aaron Fox. Uh, He's, like... (laughs) He's actually pretty impressive to watch. Uh, he's a proven scorer and gets assists done, but 
I once again I understand the Kings. They he have just the happens point. to play in Sacramento. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. But NBA graveyard, man. Or like the Lakers, or like you know, yep. the Cavs or something. He easily uh, All Star caliber player. Yep. But he is yep. an All Star caliber player. But he would be on the All Star team if he was in mm-hmm. those cities. All right, let, let, let me shoot my gun, man. So. Uh, you guys talked about DeJounte. He was up there for me. LaMelo, he's definitely up there for me. Um, to me, one of the cats, a couple cats. Number one, the Bucks got another player that I think should have made it over Middleton. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday has had a better season than his, his teammate, Chris Middleton. Like, simple, simply put, he has had a better season. And Man, uh, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna say Grayson Allen. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna say no Grayson Allen. <laughs> uh, Dante DiVincenzo. No. Uh, so J- Jalen Brown, I agree with that one. Uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, that's a tough one, especially in his second year. Another cat that we don't, that no one really talks about anymore. I think last year kind of soured a lot of people. They thought he would make that leap. I think this year he made that leap that most thought he would have made last year. But Pascal Siakam, I mean, playing, you talk about an all-star level, he's playing at that level right now. I want to pull up some of these stats here for my guy, Pascal Spicy P, as some people like to call him. Where can I get this? Here we go. 21 points per game, eight and a half rebounds a game, five assists a game, 1.4 steals per game, shooting 47% from the field, 34% from three. You guys know he can play defense. And him and Fred Van Vliet, they are the reason why Toronto is, is where they are right now. They're not at the top of the East. They're not in, they're not in championship contention, none of that. But you're talking about being a competitive team night in and night out and winning games, being over 500, well over 500. It's because of Pascal Siakam. Another cat in the East. This is probably the biggest snub, and I know his teammate made it, so I understand the NBA saying, "Hey, well, we got one of your, one of the one of the players on a team that's been probably the most surprising team in the NBA." Jared, Jared Allen. Allen for the Cavs. Come on, man. Come on, man. Fro man, Afro man. Like, duh. Like the stuff he's been doing, dunking on people. I just think he had a game uh, two two games ago. I think he had like twenty four rebounds. Like a 25-24 type of game. Like, the cat is ridiculous. And I, I think a player like him, he gets the uh, the old stipulation, kind of his reputation precedes him. People think of him when he was with the Brooklyn Nets years ago. A defensive stopper, you know, kind of a, a wheel player, you know, a garbage type of player. But he has expanded his game in terms of having post moves, being able you can feed it, you can feed him the ball on the block, you can run uh, high pick and rolls, and you know he's rolling off of that and banging on people. He's grabbing a gang of rebounds every night. You know he's gonna play defense. You know he's gonna block shots. And him and Darius Garland are the reasons why the Cavs are where they are. And again, I think they can make some noise in the playoffs. That was their goal, and I, and I think they can end up reaching that goal in terms of not just making the playoffs, but making legitimate noise. So Jared Allen. And Pascal Siakam, they definitely could have been, should have been uh, all-star players. And those are snubs for me. Uh, I think I had somebody in the West. I probably mentioned them, but those for sure are guys. And if you talk about taking someone out, Chris Middleton, we talked about him. Like Drew Holiday, I think even his teammate could have, could have had that spot. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, 
I mean, I get it. You know, the, 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 the Timberwolves right now, they're in the, I think they're in the seventh spot. So they, they've had a nice little uprising uh, as of late. Probably guy I'm looking at, man, Rudy Gobert. I think he's been kind of in and out of the lineup. I think this is his third year as an NBA All-Star. So, you know, it, it kind of just follows suit. It's hard to take him out of that, especially, you know, continue that trend that he's already been an All-Star the last couple of years. But Rudy Gobert in the West, I think he could have been replaced by one of my Western guys. And then in the East, Chris Middleton, I definitely think he could have been, you know, replaced there. I think everybody else really makes sense. You got a Heat player, so you got Jimmy Butler. Uh, you got to have Luka in there. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, you know, he's representing for the Raptors. Maybe, maybe uh, Pascal there, but I think him and Pascal possibly could have made it. But it's hard to have two players from the Raptors when they are not a top, top team in the East. So I'm fine with Fred making that. Carl Anthony Towns, like I, we just hit on that. Like, I get it. You need somebody from the Timberwolves if, if they're having a decent year. And he's he's probably the biggest name from there. I don't see Anthony Edwards making it over him. That would be kind of crazy. But really, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Chris Middleton and I'm looking at Ruby, Rudy Gobert. And then uh, Draymond. Yeah, Draymond, you definitely got to have that. Harden, Harden is one where it makes sense because he's played so many games and it's hard not to have James Harden. And I don't want to, you know, be a prisoner of the moment. His name kind of sticks out, but really Rudy Gobert and Chris Middleton are the two names where they could have been replaced. Well, and that's the thing. Like, to me, you touched on it a little bit, you know, getting the benefit of the doubt of being All-Stars in the past. If Gobert and Middleton were never All-Stars and they're putting up this kind of these kind of stats, are they All-Stars? No. Probably not. No. And when you talk about Harden, Harden... Harden has been under the radar this year, but when you look at his what he's doing, he's putting up like 21, 22 points per game, almost eight and a half assists, almost eight and a half rebounds. Like he's putting up near triple double, just shy of yep. triple double numbers. Like he's producing. I mean, so when you compare that to Middleton, who's putting up, you know, 19 and a half Pedestrian level five and five, yeah. you know, like. It, it, it ain't the same it, it, it isn't the same you know and it's it, it's a shame that i feel like the nba is definitely when you when you when you reach that superstar status you definitely get favored a little bit um and and that stinks but something i wanted to touch on and i know we'll we'll talk about this uh privately probably leading up to next week but i just kind of researched it a little bit looking at some of our snubs some of our younger guys and this year with the rising uh, stars challenge, it isn't it isn't uh, USA versus the world this year. It's actually yes. four teams, yes. four teams this year, and they're doing um, two semifinal games, and the winners. That's will dope. Play there. And That's you got dope. guys. So just to rattle it off real quick, uh, this is Team Barry, and they got a draft. They draft these players. They drafted, right? yeah. Yes. So this is Team Barry, Cade Cunningham. Out of the uh, Detroit Pistons, yes, sir. Dyson Daniels, G League Ignite, Evan mm-hmm. Mobley, the Cavs, Cavs. Uh, Isaac Okoro from the Cavs, Cavs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alperin Segun from the Rockets, yep, yep, Jay Sean Tate from the Rockets, mm-hmm. your guy Franz uh, Wagner, Franz, yes, and that's that's Team Barry real quick. 
So this is a team of what eight eight guys, seven guys, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven guys. You got Team Isaiah, Precious Acuna, Acuna, Desmond Bain, who you've talked about. Desmond Bain, my guy. Shaquig Bay from the Pistons, Anthony Edwards, Sadiq Bay. Yep, Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay. Yep. Uh, Tyree. Tyrese uh, Halliburton from the from the Kings, Kings. Jaden Hardy, Jiggly guy, Isaiah Stewart from the Pistons. That's Team Isaiah. Pistons got like 40, 40 players in there. Hey, and I, I I love the fact that they got G League guys in here. BK. No, hey, but Team Peyton right here, dude. This is the mm. team I'm rolling with. Lamelo Ball, Scotty Barnes, mm. Ao. Raptors. Ao from the Chicago Bulls, the Dasumu, Chris Dorte from the Pacers, mm. uh, Scoot Henderson from the G League. You got Jaden McDaniel's from the Timberwolves, and then you got Davion Mitchell from the mm-hmm. King. Off night they call him. You have an yeah. off night when you're going against them. Yeah, and then and then you got Team Worthy, uh, Cole Anthony, Marjan. Uh, the champ. I don't know how you say that. What team? He's from the G League. Okay. okay. Uh, Josh Giddy, who's balling from Giddy, the Thunder. Giddy, right yes, sir. Uh, Jalen Green from the Rockets. Rockets, yep. Herbert Jones from the Pelicans. Pelicans Tyree Maxey yep. and yep. Jalen Thugs. So you got a lot of young. You got a That's lot of young. That's kind of dope, bro. So, they, so all these, they're going to play like basically what they've been talking about for the longest. They, they're going to use the All Star game as. They're gonna basically have these teams play at uh, a midseason tournament. Yeah, in a roundabout a, way. Four. So this Rising Stars is a four-team tournament. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna play. Yeah, two semifinal games and the winners play each other. Bro, that's dope. I love that. That's right. I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm glad that you brought that up. I had no clue they were doing that because I, I did see that. I read somewhere Anthony Edwards was the first pick. Um, did I read that it, correctly? I don't know if they, or is he not on the team? I, I didn't hear you. No, I didn't Anthony hear you call Edwards his name. is on Team Isaiah, but they got him listed fourth. I don't know the order of the draft picks. Yeah, I think he was one of the top picks, if not the top picks. But long story short, a long story less long. I love the fact that they're able to do this. Like this is like one of the coldest things that you could do. That again, this is why the NBA All Star break is the best in any sport. The fact, I mean, they could just throw this out there. Like, all right, cool. We're going to take some G League players, so we're going to highlight them. We're going to take some of our young players, which we, you know we're going to highlight. They're going to be the face of the league in a couple of years, so let's highlight them now. Let's play a little. Let's have four teams. that we Now we can have those four teams. We can highlight some of our former players, Isaiah Thomas, Gary Payton. Like, we can highlight some of those guys because now they are, quote-unquote, team captains, team coaches. And, and we can have fun with, with, with the fans doing all that and have a little in season uh, tournament. Oh, that's cold blooded. I love that. I'm, love going, that. I'm going with Team Payton. I, I'm going with Team Payton, man. I need it in front of me to see it. Hey, don't, 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 don't start throwing out too many predictions on that, man. We're going to have our mega cast next week, big dog. They got Scotty Barnes, LaMelo Ball. All right, all right. Yeah, we'll give it to him next week. I love that. I really, yo, that's one of the dopest ideas the NBA has had in a long time. They've had a lot of really good ideas. I love that. I love that. Okay. 
Cool, you got me hype already, man. Hey, let's talk about these uh these games, the big games of week NBA week 17, which we're in right now. Let's talk about the big games and then uh let's call it a night. Sound good? Sounds good to me, man. All right, man. This segment is presented by the TST Speed and Agility Spring Sessions of 2022. Talked about that last week, man. If you haven't signed up yet, if you have a uh, elementary or middle school athlete as a child, or if you're an elementary or middle school athlete listening to this, which would be kind of cool, man. Uh, start the fans young of the Coast C NBA show. You guys can sign up for that. Uh, signups are available now. You can find me on social media, man, if you got any questions. But uh, first session in the, in the winter went really well. Now we're looking to come back and, and uh, kill them again for uh, for the spring session, which I'm really excited about, man. A lot of fun, a lot of safe environment, good environment. You being coached by uh, Coach T himself. So it's kind of cool. So let's do this, man. First game, first major game. And I like how we did last week. We talked about really the TV game. So the entire world is going to be watching these games. So the first big TV game of week 17 is Tuesday, February 8th. We have the eighth seeded team, seeded team. We have the eighth seeded team in the Boston Celtics facing the sixth seeded team in the East, the Brooklyn Nets, who we talked about before. This is a TNT game. I don't know what time this game starts. I would imagine this is the earlier game on TNT because it's East Coast. Uh, let's talk about this game, man. We don't have a number on the game at all, but let's just talk about who you think is going to win and why. Break it down. Yeah, I'll go ahead and start. Um, I mean, to me, you got – I know this is Boston at Brooklyn. Um, we talked about Brooklyn being a team of panic. I wanted to go with Brooklyn here since they're on seven-game skid. But since they are at home, that means no Kyrie. So you got no Kyrie, and then I'm looking at the injury report. Aldridge is out. Um, it doesn't specify why. Joe Harris is out, listed as out. James Harden is listed as day-to-day. You got the James Harden drama and controversy. We talked about Tatum being an all-star, Tatum balling right now. We talked about uh, Jalen Brown maybe possibly being a snub. Um, but he, you know, he produces at the very, at the very minimum of, of the situation. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say uh, Boston goes into you know Brooklyn and and they steal one. And I'm gonna go with the Celtics here on this one. I love it. Well, it looks like I'm gonna make it hard for Coach T again. I'm going mm. with the Celtics as well. Uh, mm. Those guys, they 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 got a team full of uh, you know underdogs uh haven't really performed well but they are performing well as of late though um so i i think they'll get this done uh as bg mentioned no no kyrie at the crib so that's gonna be tough for the nets and they're all, always they're trying to get over a hump themselves so i uh this is a yeah battle. me too i need some i need some picks to hit yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is not just going to be a, a typical game. This is going to be a game for placing in the Eastern Conference. And I, I think, you know, it's going to go down to the wire, but Celtics win this one. Okay, I reloaded. All right, man. All right. You got two against one. I'm cool with that, man. I am cool with that. I'm going with the home team. I'm going with the Nets. I don't need Kyrie. I don't need KD for this one. I got the beard, man. And I got the beer when he a little frustrated, a little angry, man. I like him a little angry, a little frustrated. So let me get to let me get the Nets at home. I think Steve Nash will cook up a little something for uh for for the for the J boys, Jason and, and Jalen. I think they can, he gonna cook up a little something. I I will say this will be a low scoring game. 
I don't know why I feel that way, but I feel it's going to be a low-scoring, old-school, East Coast type of game. And uh, especially with James Harden controlling the pace for the Nets, I think it's going to be a slowed-down game. I mean, you're probably talking 100 to, like, 95 finish. So I got the home team winning this one, man. So uh, it's good to go against you boys, man. I'm ready to get back on track. I need a couple wins, man. So I think this gets me started for the week. I can't wait to text y'all in the group chat talking my noise. All right, Thursday, another big TV game. This is a TNT matchup. Uh, this will be the number three seeded team in the East. We have the Bucks against the number nine seeded team in the West, the LA Lakers. Uh, Zay, I'll let you start with this one. Oh, you got one. I am going to go with the Bucks. Uh, I think the Bucks, they, you know, they're pushing forward right now. Uh, they have been having their way with Western Conference teams the last two games. Blazers beat the Blazers uh, pretty well, and the Clippers pretty well. And I, I, I mean, those are struggling Western Conference teams. And I don't really think the Lakers will be able to put it together in time, you know, in two days for. Uh, yeah. Giannis and crew in Middleton in Middleton right yeah so is that that's gonna be a uh definitely a Bucks win BG you go, you going with Middleton showing out in this game Dude. you go with the Lake Show you know I just get so confused on these picks I... <laughs> think long think wrong my friend 99% of my brain is telling me to pick the Bucks. There's no question. Pick the Bucks, pick the Bucks, pick the Bucks. I got this little devil on my shoulder that's like <laughs> LeBron, AD's back. AD's got something to prove. The league Monk. Monk. I'm going to go with the Lakers, man. I'm going to go with the mm. Lakers at home. If they fail me, I'm never picking them again for the rest of the show. I, I don't even care. This is a tough one. The defending champs are coming into town. Zay's whooping my butt on picks right now, dude. I got to go against Zay. I got to go with the Lakers, try to steal me a win here, try to get back in the win column. Um, I'm going to go with the Lakers. Yeah, forget that. Zay been hot. I'm rolling with Zay, and I'm going against uh, my boy LeBron. I'm going with the Bucks here. I talked about the Bucks before. Like, when they need to show out, them the the Bucks and the Suns. When it's a TV game, a national game, they need to show out, and they are doubted. I feel like they always step up, always. So I'm definitely going with the uh, with the Bucks here, and they get uh, two days rest because tonight they played the Clippers in LA. Now they get a, a two days rest, and then they're gonna play the Lakers. And the Lakers, if I'm not mistaken, they play. The Lakers do not play tomorrow. All right, so both of these teams will be fresh. That's yeah. two days rest in LA. Come on. That's true. That's you could have even more tired legs. Are they resting? <laughs> Are they resting? Yeah, they you know, rested. Come on, coach. I don't know if you've seen Giannis on social media. He's a wild, he's a he wild He's a cat. wild boy. He is a wild boy. Yes. He's young and he's wild. Yeah. And he, yeah. That's what happens they, when they, you got hey. They don't call him the Greek freak for no reason. <laughs> That's man. what he said. Hey, it's a little different too when you got like 400 million <laughs> and you under 25. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Bucks, man. I think the Bucks go crazy in this game. It's a TV game. This will be totally opposite of what I think with the Celtics and Nets. I think the Bucks and the Lakers are going to score a lot of points. I don't think any team will stop any team. Going to be a lot of dunks, a lot of fast breaks, a lot of steals, a lot of turnovers, a lot of runouts, a lot of long threes. I think Middleton has a good game. BG, are you surprised by that? No, <laughs> I just really, to be honest with you, it was a hard game to pick because. 
you know, I don't see like you said, on, I don't man. see these were jokes. These were jokes, man. I don't see either team stopping either team, to be no, honest with you. No, that's why no. it's it's a hard pick for me. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of like who's more on that night. And I just feel like, you know, LeBron just got back. He just put up a triple double. And mm-hmm. I feel like TV game, they're in a mm-hmm. dire situation. They're panicking, like we said. I just feel like LeBron balling out plus me hoping and and betting on ad balling out when lebron and ad are balling out that's i'm taking that over Giannis balling out and middleton you know pretending to be an all-star wow well i will say tonight the bucks played the clippers they beat them by what uh 24 points and my boy drew holiday man 27 points five rebounds 13 assists you want to know what Middleton did? And I, I, hey, if Middleton is listening, sorry, buddy. This is this has been like the anti-Middleton episode. I'm sorry, but Middleton had 17 points of six of 13 shooting, so not terrible. Six rebounds, five assists. All star. <laughs> All right, let's get through these other games, man. We got what? Uh, we got two more games. Uh, this will be. We got three more games. All right, we'll make them quick. Wednesday. We have the number two seeded team in the West, the Warriors, against the number four seeded team in the West, the Utah Jazz. The Jazz are home here. This is an ESPN game, so national TV game here. BG, I'm sorry, Zay, we'll go with you. Who you got? I'm going with, you know, Golden State. They're going for the sweep. They're going mm. for the sweep of this series. Uh, Bring the brooms uh, out? What? To this point in the year, uh, the Golden State Warriors, they, so they won. A matchup 94-92 and that was the most recent so you know I think Utah is gonna get over the hump I think Utah they they're getting closer with this series and just gut feeling just telling me pick Utah they lost three close games so far this season so you know why why would why couldn't they win right yeah right so yeah I'm you know, I'm just going against Zay this whole show, I guess, man. I just, to me. Why don't you, why don't you predict what I'm going to do? I'm I'm sure I'm in the lead. If I'm not in the lead, I'm going to make up something and, and find a way to be in the lead. So you may as well select you what I'm going to do. You know what you're going to do. You're going you're gonna to make a pick. You're going to text us, hey, what was my pick? I'm not sure. You're going to edit it out. We all know. But Cut the film. Cut the tape. I, best backcourt in, in the history of the league. Splash Brothers, Clay Clay just hit what six or seven threes the other night. The Warriors, like I mentioned in last week's episode, they just got a bunch of role guys that are balling out, and I, I'm I'm gonna go with the Warriors, man. They they got something to prove. It, and the thing is, they're balling, so you're like, do they really have anything to prove? But what they have to prove is that they can that there's not just one dominant team in the West. They're proving that there's two dominant teams in the West. They want to be in that conversation with Phoenix. And I'm going to go with uh, Golden State in this one. Yeah, no Draymond here. Uh, but they've been without Draymond, Draymond for a while. Some, I really do want to take the Warriors. Because I do think every game, they can't slip because they eventually want to surpass the Suns and get complete full playoff home court advantage only way to do that is obviously knock out the number one team and become the overall number one seed 
But the Jazz are tough at home, man. It's just it's a, it's a different beast, especially when you got Donovan Mitchell playing. Who was uh, uh Zay? It was your Player of the Week last week, right? So you you know what he can do. Rudy Gobert is obviously an All Star. They did lose Ingles, so that's tough. But they still got Bogdanovich. They still got a Jordan Clarkson. So I'm actually gonna roll with the Jazz here at home. That's going against what I actually want to take. Only because I do think the, the Warriors have all the reason and the ability to win this matchup. But I like the home team here. And I went against a lot of home teams last week. And that did not serve me well. So I'm going with the home team here in Utah with the with the Utah Jazz. All right. Second to last matchup. We have the we have the Bucks again. We have the Bucks against the Suns. TNT. And this is a Thursday matchup. BG, shoot it. Who do you want? Man, I really wanted to see what Zay was doing here. Um, this one's the, obviously the toughest one for me of the week. It's the, you know, it's it's probably the best matchup of probably two of the top three. This is a dope game. Top, top four teams in the in mm-hmm. the league. Ooh, this is a great game. Great matchup. Great game. Right before All Star break, though. Remember that. Consider that. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna go with the Suns. I'm gonna go with the Suns in this one. I, I really, really hate that I'm picking against the Bucks on both primetime games this week. Mm. But if we're saying, you know, the Bucks are clearly on a road trip, um, if the Bucks are playing a tight game Thursday night with the Lakers, I think that takes a little bit out of them. Um, Giannis is gonna have to play well and exert a lot of energy. Get banged up a little bit, probably. I'm 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 gonna have the Suns pulling off this one against the Bucks. On, uh, yeah, makes sense. Zay, you, you going with well, you going with the world? Yeah, I gotta go against BG. He he made a point <laughs> to go against me today. So I like uh, the, I like the nah, little I'm rival kidding. you guys got with these picks. I like that. I like that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I, no, like I, I really do think the Bucks are one of those teams that you know they come to play in big games you mentioned this earlier and i I really do agree like they they want to be the best you know they really people forget that they don't forget they know but the bucks are defending nba champions (laughs) rated champs yes Yes. uh they got the discount uh, double check they got the belt on defeating the suns obviously the suns very hot they've been probably the hottest team in the nba the last three four years in <laughs> yeah yeah so, like but i think uh the bucks they gonna pull up that game film from the nba championship and, and you know implement it and mm. they're gonna get this one done bucks bucks in four <laughs> <laughs> uh you know what i and it's funny because you mention it. People tend to forget. When I read this matchup, I, it didn't even dawn on me until you just said that that these two teams did play in the NBA championship just last year. Like, I got too much going on in my mind, I guess. Uh, and because of that, I'm going with the Suns. Revenge factor. They've been the hottest team. They got a player that uh, should have been an All Star starter, Devin Booker. So he's upset about that. You got Chris Paul that season veteran man uh, he's been playing probably the best in it in his illustrious career it's probably the best season that chris paul has had 
overall. You're talking about stats, leadership, and winning. Probably his best season yet. So you... you, That that might be a quote for you. Yeah, it may be a quote. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you. I'm mad to do that. That, Honestly, and, and I really do believe that. You consider all those things, the way Chris Paul is playing, the way the Suns are playing, the way Mikael Bridges has been playing. Um... They got another guy, uh, JaVale McGee, man. I, I love what he's done for them. So just in general, and them being at home in the desert with revenge on their mind. I got revenge on my mind. Revenge on my heart. So I, I, I'm going with them, man. I'm going with the Suns here. Hey, it ain't a bad week to be a Milwaukee Buck, man. You get to go party in L.A. You get mm-hmm. to go party in Phoenix. Old Town Scottsdale. Is, is that what you? Old got that Town on your mind? Scottsdale, man. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, last game, man. Talk about some some spots to go in Atlanta. Atlanta, the Hawks. Going to the last game, though. Like, you know, I, I definitely need to give a shout out to the Chicago Bulls. They they facing the Suns. When, when <laughs> do they play the Suns? No matter what, no matter what, I'm happy for for the guys. They playing on. Well, NBA. direct well direct TV stream won't even allow me to see that game, so. <laughs> I can't say that's one of the top games. I can't even see it. <laughs> hey, Jeez. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's that's uh, definitely. It shout out to the Bulls, good. man. Shout, shout out to the Bulls. Bulls. That that will be a fabulous hey, game. Probably. Watch that. Watch that be the best game of the week. Like watch probably a, a three overtime game or something like that. Yeah, no, I'm not saying they're gonna go out and win it, but they 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 might cover. It. Make they a pick. Make make an extra they will make cover. make an extra pick for us. Who wins that game? Bulls in the sun. Just just use that. Who you got? Suns win, Bulls covered. Wow. Never mind. Next. <laughs> Next. You're supposed to be a Chicago basketball team fan. And you got the hey, Suns, but they cover. You know, I'm a, I'm on, a man. betting man, first and foremost. So I got <laughs> <laughs> to make sure my mind right. Is someone I good, go. <laughs> good teams win, great teams cover. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Last matchup Hawks are visiting the Boston Celtics. This is an ABC game on Sunday. So I actually think this is an early tip off. Like a two thirty tip off, something like that. Uh, who we got, man? Uh, Zay, continue your, your hot streak. Who you picking in this matchup? Uh, I really like the Hawks. I really like the Hawks. I'm gonna go with them. I know that they're under five hundred. You know, blah blah blah, blase blase. But I mean, they they're one of the more consistent. Not, well, no, they're not consistent. <laughs> but they they get wins that I just like what. Like they yeah. lose against the Raptors and then they beat the best team in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns, by nine. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense. And then <laughs> they lose against the Raptors. Yeah. So like, <laughs> they they're in that game with the Mavericks, you know, coming down to the wire. I was watching that game and you know, I think that this is gonna be one of them things. They they're gonna come out with this win next week. Love it. Yeah. I I think uh, this is a, you know, big game in the East. Uh, This has playoff implications, you know, early in the year still, but they're setting themselves up to put, you know, to get game positioning in the East. Um, And Atlanta needs to do something here, sitting in that 10 spot. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Hawks here in this one. Trey has a big game. John Collins has, uh, you know, a nice productive game. Uh, Celtics are a little bit off, even though they're at home. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna go with the Hawks here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love this. 
Give it to me, man. Give me the Celtics, bro. You, you guys know I used to be in Boston for about three or four years, man. You know, you know I used to be a Bean Town Beaner. You know that. So I'm going with the Celtics at home, man. The Celtics have been hot as of late. Okay, they've been heating up. And the Hawks, and the Hawks are, are fishy. You said it, Zay. They win the games. They're not supposed to. They lose the game. They're supposed to win. Like, come on now. And they on the road in this matchup. And I get a chance to go against you two to cap off my perfect week. I will go 5-0 this week. Let me tell you that. I will Ooh. go 5-0 this week. I will go 5-0. Even if it takes 10 games, I will go 5-0. If that makes sense. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, you know, I would love to put like a, a stipulation on it. If you don't go five and zero, you have to take a picture in the Chicago Bulls jersey and five and zero. That's your, that's your profile picture. You don't, you don't the underdog king. So me going five and zero is tough, bro. I don't just go with the faves. No, you go five and zero. I'm gonna make you buy a Detroit Pistons ticket and go watch. <laughs> so my eyes can bleed. <laughs> hey, speaking speaking of the Celtics, I'm watching a little highlight right now, man. Uh, 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 Robert Williams, man, and Jason Tatum throwing a behind the back pass to him on a fast break. Yeah, I'm I'm rolling with the Celtics on this matchup, man. I'm definitely doing this. I get again. I get a chance to go against you guys. I get a chance to get the home team. It failed me last week because I went with a lot of road teams. So I'm going with the home teams this week. And I definitely think the Celtics can get it done in, in this Eastern Conference matchup. This could be a game where these two teams could be playing in the playoffs. So, so I think the Celtics want to kind of show, hey, little Hawks, we can beat y'all. Y'all come to our building, the storied building that is the uh, Boston Celtics arena. You're going to get a beat down. So I think they get that done, man. Uh, all right, fellas, do you guys have anything you want to say to the people out there? Any people you want to shout out? Uh, anything you just want to say in general to the fine fans that are listening? Yeah, you know, just appreciate all you guys. You know, shout out to my guy, Kenneth Grant, uh, mm. Hammond Central. I know mm. I know you listening. He, he gave me a little stuff last week uh, mm. about like the one game I lost. But um, oh, slow down. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah uh, I'm all jokes. But it, yeah, no, nah, I appreciate everybody listening. We all do. We all do. We we know you guys uh, love just conversating about this stuff. That's why you listen to it, and hopefully, you're taking the right picks, my picks, in the uh, <laughs> true consideration. If you want to go up against your friends, whether it's you know. For fun, it's all fun. For, it's all fun. and uh, all that good stuff. So, take whether it's for fun or for funds, yeah, make it count. <laughs> yeah, <for real. laughs> BG, what you got for the people, man? Yeah, I mean, no, not much. Just the typical, you know, family, friends. Obviously, shout out, shout out to our players at Hobart. Um, we're getting to the last month of the year, just continuing to grind, but. Uh, Shout out to shout out to the Duke Blue Devils, man. Shout out to Coach mm. K. Last year, Coach K is coaching his uh, farewell tour. Had mm. to put it on the Tar Heels last time in the in the um, at, at Carolina. It actually was the second uh, largest margin of victory for Coach K at Carolina, uh, mm. beating them by twenty points this year. But um, love to see it. Love to see it. Duke's on another level. I don't know if the Tar Heels, uh, they might have to start looking for a new head coach. I don't know, man. They're going in the wrong direction. Stop but, uh, it. Stop the Blue it. Devils, man. We we Stop sitting it. pretty. 
We got Shire at the helm next round. He's got the next two number one recruiting classes. So it, it feels good. It feels good this weekend to be a, a Duke Blue Devil fan. Uh, it really does. Hey, you, you the, the Dukies, they keep adding NBA players. Maybe some of those guys will come on an NBA show, man. Maybe. Maybe. maybe they keep, hey, they keep suspending my guys, maybe. <laughs> we got to get Grayson on the show, man. Or we got to do a, Hey, we got to do a live show from uh, Franklin House. Is that what you guys Franklin talked about? Live I, got, show I, from- I got a couple texts about that. People were like, you never been to the Franklin House? No, I ain't never been there. So y'all got to show me a good time if I go. You, you yeah, gotta throw yeah. some darts. You know how to throw, throw some, some darts. darts. Shuffleboard. They don't have a shuffleboard there, but oh, we can throw some. Darts. We can make it work. We can throw some darts. We can throw some darts. I'm throwing darts at these picks every week, so I can throw some darts. All right, uh, I'm gonna wrap it up, man. I'm gonna shout out my family, of course, man. I want to shout out the Coach T NFL Show. We will have our final episode of the season. Talk about uh, have a big mega cast talking about the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year. Uh, I, don't, I still don't know who I'm gonna pick for that game, man. I'm leaning Bengals, but then I'm also, you know, looking at the home team, the Rams. Like they can get it done. Beautiful story either way. So shout out uh, the Coach T NFL show with Kyle and Hicks. Shout out my co-host and uh, shout out my wife, man, because she's allowing me to do this at 11 o'clock at night when uh, she's got to get up really, really, really early to uh, to go to the office tomorrow. So uh, shout out to you guys as well, man. Thank you for doing this. Thank you, fans, for listening. Uh, thank you for showing us love. Thank you for showing us support. Again, if you guys are interested, fans, in my uh, the TST, Speed and Agility, the spring sessions of 2022, please sign up. Please reach out if you have any questions. Um, and that's going to be a beautiful thing, man. So, fans, thank you for all your love. Thank you for listening. Keep showing us love. Keep showing us support. And we'll keep bringing you that funk.